It is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi there, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. Bonjour. Bonjour. Bon that, appetit. It's uh, Mardi Gras. It's Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. Yay! Which means uh, that tomorrow we start Lent, and uh, you're supposed to eat all the things today that you can't have tomorrow. Oh, that's good. So we should, I mean... Well, I today have... traditionally is a pancake day, okay. uh, because you use up those right. ingredients that you're not going to eat on Ash Wednesday, but uh, we have toast. We have like, toast. Well, I think after, and this is gluten-free toast, so maybe after the gluten-free toast and the fig jam, since we should eat everything today, yeah. that we can't eat for the rest of the... Of Lent. Of Lent, then we should get, like, cheeseburgers. <laughs> That would be the consummate example of uh, what we should have, and right. it's fine. I think I have a coupon. I actually got a couple, some cheeseburger coupons that I can. If you want to go to lunch, I'm happy to take you. Okay. All right. Hey, um, we have things, including our fabulous Frank and Friends show merchandise, mugs, and pint glasses, and cell phone cases, and all the things that you want at frankandfriendsshow.com/store. And if you're looking for something, you know, to do for Lent, some kind of Lenten sacrifice, you could buy a Frank and Friends show bucket hat and wear it in public for 40 days. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> that would be. It's like we don't have a sackcloth, but we've got a bucket hat. We do, and you, I think it's ugly, out. but yeah. you know, it's cute. Um, so, yeah, it's all right. I guess it's alright. Especially if you like to go fishing or something, and you like want to put all. The, I think it'd be a great hat for that, fishing for Lent because you can eat fish during Lent. You can eat fish during Lent, and you can have a bucket hat. You're advertising the Frank and Friends show everywhere you go. We'd appreciate that. Mm. Liking and subscribing and yes. smashing that button. Right. Tell your friends. We're trying to get to a 1,000 on YouTube. Um, even if you were only listening to the audio version of it, which we do appreciate, by the way, on all the audio versions, you know, the Apples and Spotify's and Audible's and um, iHeart and Stitcher, all the ones that we're working on, TuneIn. Um, we still go over to your YouTube. Sign into YouTube. Sign into Gmail and click the subscribe on YouTube because that's our fastest path to monetizing the show or second fastest really selling the merch is the number one fastest yeah so we appreciate you all right so uh last week i said hey Catherine, um we were talking about the fig tree and the fig jam and how i opened my mouth at a dinner party and they and the people like oh you have fig jam so now i have to go find some bring fig jam to these folks which is fine so you brought me fig jam. Well, you already have some at your house, right? I do, yeah. This is, the, this is my current jar from the fridge. And I made some toast right before we started so that you uh, gave us each the long spoons. You know why? I don't. Uh, these are nice teaspoons. Okay. Yeah, because that way your fingers don't get as sticky. Oh, When nice. With the regular size spoon, you're like down in there and nice. it gets on your knuckles. Mm, okay. This way you can be very dainty. That's good. And, uh, and not get fig jam on your... Yeah. I mean, I know we're celebrating Mardi Gras, but this this feels very English to me, like English tea, you well, know? Well, take as much as you want. I mean, that's why I got separate spoons. You can, not only can you take as much fig jam as you want, but then you can lick the spoon. Oh, that's a good like idea. When my wife and I do it, we only use the one spoon, and then I always lick the spoon. Okay. But this way, we both get to lick spoons. That's... Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> cheers to spoon licking. <laughs> that can be the title of this episode. Cheers to spoon licking. Well, I do love my fig jam. Now, some people, um, and I have done this, did you get a lump of fig in there by any chance? Because mm. some of these are uh, kind of pureed, but there are some definitely some fig lumps in there if you dig around. That is good. Do you need a lump? Here's a piece of lumpy skin, lumpy fig no, skin. I'm, I'm good. All right. No, lump, no lumps for me. I'll take that. Watch that. There. See that? That's nice. like a, that's a quarter of an actual fig. We figured out as we it's were tasty. making the fig jam... The first few batches, we pureed the figs so fine that it's really just the seeds, the fig seeds. 
Then we thought, well, we can start slicing and dicing the figs. And after we make the puree, we'll throw in um, like four di- uh, quartered figs. So we have lumps, like I got. So that means there'd be, you know, eight lumps, 16 lumps, whatever, however many we put in there. Nice. Uh, and then, then later we just started, you know, let's just mash the figs lightly, make them more. And I saw a recipe Thank where you. you don't mash them at all. You just leave them intact. And you and then you make add the sugar and add the gelatin and you have fig preserves. It's not it's not jam at all. It's preserves. Wow, that's great. Oh, yeah. oh did you have some? I did. Yeah, it's really. Did you lick the spoon? It's really really mm. good. Well, you're talking for a second. Tell me one of your stories, <laughs> or ask me about one of my stories while I look, mm. ate this. I don't know. This is tasty. I mean, I really do think you know all we need is like some Frank and Friends labels. Oh. And we can label all of your fig jam jars. Well, you're onto it. With Frank and Friends fig. Last week jam. you suggested that we sell my fig cuttings online. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, I suppose it's I could a, it's eventually. A side business. I, I'm not. I don't know <laughs> if I'm there yet because I only just started experimenting and see if I can grow them myself in the winter. But I see your point. Um, I don't think there's a huge demand for the brown turkey, but if I got one of the more exotic fig cuttings and was able to keep it alive, yeah. then you can sell off of that. You keep cut every year. You, But this is tasty. I mean, I don't those. know why it wouldn't be. Why is the brown fig not as... The brown turkey? The brown turkey, yeah. Why is I it? mean, it's kind of like an... It's like a regular fig. Mm-hmm. It's like the vanilla of figs. You know what I mean? I love it, vanilla. It grows fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a lot of them. You, get, you can get a large crop, which means you can make preserves and make jam. Mm-hmm. But the um, they're not a honey fig, or they're not a berry fig. They don't have these exotic colors and flavors. And so the know, honey fig and the ber- exotic berry fig, they taste differently. Yeah, and I, from what I learned on YouTube, and I think you also um, have to grow them in a maybe slightly warmer climate than here. Oh. And they don't, they would, or you have to keep them indoor, indoors. Okay. There are people who grow them in Philadelphia, but they're always in buckets, and they're wheeling them in and out of the house every day. That's good. That's Do I not, have toast on my, my face? I mean, last week I had poppy seed, but now I feel like I have toast on my face. No, I think you're good. How about okay. me? Nope, you're good. All right, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do try to, you know, I do try to keep everything clean when you come over. You know, I try to. You do. Uh, you know, I've every gotten, time I, I come in and you know use the restroom, and it's always sparkling clean. A different towel, a fresh towel. Fresh towels, yeah. Well, I mean, a you're fancy, but b. Uh, this it's an ca- illusion. Where this came to me, I, I, I didn't used to be this fastidious about it. Okay. But something snapped in my brain when we had some workers at the house a few weeks ago. And one of them wanted to come inside and use the bathroom. And I thought, that's unusual. Yeah. Because but they were here all day, right? They were here all day. Yeah. But I've had a number, I mean, and this one, I mean, I can't, you, I can't even tell you, you wouldn't know which specific crew I'm talking about because we have had work done on um, the roof and the gutters and the siding. And we've had, God bless my mother, but one of the things we decided to do with the little bit of money that we got from her is to fix up our house so that, right. you know, catch up and things we should have been doing for years. That's good. So we're having a few uh, improvements done and crews are coming by. And let's, I mean, um, I guess I could mention maybe like one of the crews who came last summer, they were here all day. Or in fact, maybe even two days of the fence. We had the fence done. We had the, right. all these oh, things. Yeah. So oh, many yeah. things done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. Trees but and... I, none of them ever wanted to come in and use the bathroom. Now, I will tell you that I looked out the window and I saw one of them was taking advantage of the shade of the fig tree to go stand behind there. Now, let me ask. If a person pee. stands under the fig tree, yeah. does it also die? Or 
because oh, it, it takes a it or does it get cold? You know, because I mean, you mentioned that the the weeds won't grow. You know, do people stop growing? Does it stunt growth if you stand under a fig tree? I'm sure for the <laughs> 45 seconds he was hidden, he'll be fine. He was hiding okay. back there urinating. Just, I'm sure. Yeah, just checking. I'm sure it was fine. You know, but I've noticed that that's generally what happens is they go off into the woods. And, you know, okay. and, right. and they come back. It's a choice. It's like they might take a smoke break or they might take a pee break. So when this guy came in and wanted to use the indoor plumbing, I thought, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, oh, no. That's Brady's bathroom. <laughs> Number, yeah. And, and it was on a day that you were coming over. Oh, no. Uh-huh. And um, I thought, this is... And he was in there for a while. Oh, dear. Yeah. So I thought... And I thought, well, you can't say no because you certainly yeah. don't want him... Um, you know, going in the yard, yeah. you, you can't, he can't exactly drive down to Weigel's or wherever, right. you know, uh, I mean, what choice do I have except to scrub the bathroom afterward? And so now it's been multiple weeks since that occurred. Well, you have that nice janitorial outfit we were talking about for <laughs> <laughs> last, last week, you know. That's going to be my Halloween costume. <laughs> to work so, for helping out. Yeah, so I've, I've, I hope you noticed the orangey or lemony, citrusy smell in there. That's me with the wipes. I just, I feel like it's like I'm Lady Macbeth. I'm like, I don't know if I can scrub this bathroom enough. <laughs> and he was a nice Get young spot. <laughs> he was a nice young man, and I'm, I'm glad that he's properly potty trained. Yeah, you know, and you everything know. went fine. It's just I don't, and I don't even know what happened. He could have been just in there using his phone. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't check that closely. That's good. It's just yeah. I thought. What if, uh, what, and then Freddy's coming over, and I don't know. You know, I appreciate the effort. And it made me, you know, uncomfortable. It made me like, I'm like, I, because I, I, I think I've, I think you know me well enough to know that death doesn't bother me as much as toilets. <laughs> yeah, I gather that, actually, because... Like I, mean, I can go out with Dr. Bass, and I can hold yeah. up femurs and dead things, and I, we can yeah. talk about... I mean, we have Mo here. Oh yeah, taxidermied you know, Mo. Taxidermied Mo. Freeze dried Mo. Yeah, is still with us uh, as our Mo mascot. Yeah. Um, but there's something about number two that just grosses me out so much that I would rather uh, see something dead. I would rather see, yeah than a like my wife can't stand dead things. So and she, we're we're opposite this way. This is why we called her on the old old podcast. Why she got the name Jerry the Brave because um, we were in a hotel up in Northern Virginia and it was clogged. And we had no way of fixing it. So she took some, like, Starbucks straws. That's incredible. Went in there. No, and can't. And uh, made it work. <laughs> and broke up whatever was blocked. You know, we couldn't see wow. anything. You know, she's working wow. and working it down there. And I thought I was going to vomit. Yeah, I might but, just thinking about it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so maybe you're like me. Yeah. But if there's some, when something dies in the pool, which happens, you know, at least once a month, in the summer, you'll get a mouse or a mole. After a rainstorm, yeah. these little critters uh, sadly get washed into the yeah. pool and they drown. Um, so I've had any number of things in there. Or, you know, you'll find a dead something in the yard. Maybe the hawk dropped something. Right. A chipmunk or whatever. Right. And I'm like, that's no big deal to me. I'll just, I can, maybe I'll, I might put a bag over my hand. Or more likely, I'll that's just get a good. shovel and, yeah. you know, fling them deeper into the woods. That dead stuff doesn't bother me. You know, I know because I've seen some of these photos of you that you've taken of yourself at funerals. I didn't take a photo of myself at. A, I didn't do a selfie at a funeral. I mean, I, mean, I have a photo of myself <laughs> at a funeral, but I didn't take. 
I a mean, photo of myself at a funeral. I guess it wasn't as bad as me going like this, you know, and taking a selfie, but it's kind of exactly that bad. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Explain yourself. I did take some pictures at my mom's funeral, but I didn't take selfies. Okay. I took some what I thought were some respectful photos of the, at the funeral home and at the church so that I could send them to the relatives who didn't come. Okay. And that goes way back. I remember when I was a kid, a lady we knew had a picture of her dead relative, uh, you know, printed out. And I thought that was odd. And I'm staring at it because it's an open casket picture of a dead person. Like, why do you have that? She said, well, I'm mailing it back to Poland, to the old country, because they didn't get to come. That's really interesting, though. I've never thought about taking a photo of an open casket. And a now, person I mean, but if you go back to the 1800s, death photography was very common. Sure. That was normal. You know, you would always take a picture of the dead. Um, and that was their last portrait, really. You know, they would do... Oh, yeah, they're they not going to have a portrait after that. Well, I mean, so. they could do... You would do a mask, maybe. Some people, if you're famous enough, they would do a death mask. Or um, more likely just a, a dead a photo of you in the... I guess it was late 1800s. Mm. So it's creepy now. We all think it's creepy to take pictures of dead people. But I don't... I'm not posting pictures of my mother... Right. Uh, you know, and it's I did. Public it's, consumption. Right. And it's from a distance. It's not like I'm zooming in to see how good The Undertaker did, you know? Right, right. Um, it's, and it was for Aunt Grace to see, right? Right. Okay. So, the picture that I, sh- I don't know why I showed you. Well, I was <laughs> showing Jerry. I was showing my wife, and you were around, so I, I showed it to both of you. And um, a, a dear woman passed away at an early age. She was only in her 50s. And. She was an improv mom and a ballet mom. Actually, first she was a ballet mom. So here I see her multiple years in a row backstage at the Nutcracker. And she's always right in there helping sew and helping whatever. If yeah. I come out with my costume and the button has popped again because I'm fat, you know, she'll fix it right up. Boom, 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 whatever. Here we go. And I'm good to go. Her name is Tracy Tilson. God, may she rest in peace. God rest her soul. And uh, she had an aneurysm and died way too young. But... Um, after her daughter had kind of, excuse me, after her daughter had kind of aged out of Nutcracker and wasn't that interested in dance, some girls do it all the way up to sure. senior year in high school. But a lot of them, when they get into other high school activities, find other they things busy. they want to do. Yeah. And Nina wanted to do more of the uh, musical theater. Okay, great. So she's in the Oak Ridge Maskers. They're doing um, Into the Woods on March. Fourth, fifth, sixth, I think. Oh, nice. So is she one of the ones who's interested in improv? Yes. Okay, great. So uh, they also, Oak Ridge Maskers, has started an improv team called the same thing, called Oak Ridge Maskers. So at the uh, improv festival in September, the Secret City Improv Festival, these kids show up from the Oak Ridge High School, and all, all I know is Oak Ridge High School kids are showing up. And I thought, well, it'd be interesting if... You know, any of them were also in the Nutcracker at some point because there were a lot of crossover between right. Oak Ridge Civic Ballet and students at Oak Ridge High School. If you like sense. to perform, you know, and you're a student yeah. and you want to take advantage of all the opportunities to find out what you love the most. So as it turns out, I recognized two of the improv kids from Oak Ridge. There was this boy named Alex Dahl, one of the Dahl brothers. Okay. And they are and they do everything. They do Oak Ridge Ballet, they do Oak Ridge Playhouse. Nice. They do apparently Oak Ridge High School Maskers. And they've just you know, it's, they're in everything, and good for them. And they're okay. talented, and they're attractive, and they're good Good for them. And then Nina, this girl I know, I'm surprised. Here she is showing up in the improv. I'm like, Nina, I didn't had no idea. Because she was kind of a quiet as a ballerina. You know, she didn't. Right. You're not technically a, you're, all ballerinas are yeah. quiet. <laughs> when you're a 
when you're dancing a ballet, you're not normally like being really, really loud. Right. It's not, you're not talking or singing. Right. Yeah. So I don't it's really. Good, that's a good observation. I don't really know much about Nina because, you know. Dance is, that's the form of the art form yes. that it takes. Silent. You yeah. Know. Good point. Thank you. Yeah. So maybe we had some scenes together on stage where I'm coming out as the old grandfather and she's reacting to me silently, but it's not like we talk a lot. <laughs> it's more like doing a silent film. Right. And then, uh, in fact, one time um, I saw her at the and her whole family. They came to a Knoxville Opera production, and we saw each other in the lobby, and we had pictures made, and lovely, lovely. Um, so now Nina's grown up into high school. I haven't seen her in, in years. She's a, um, I shouldn't say that. I saw her in September doing improv, and her mom was there selling stuff at the concession stand and helping out and pitching nice. in, nice. And selling the programs and selling whatever, the T-shirts, the Improv Fest T-shirts, helping the Improv Festival. Right. And I thought, oh, this is, I love these people. They're involved. They're the kind of people who get involved. But it's also things that interest me. You know, her dad had been on Scholars Bowl as a contestant when he was, uh, I guess, back in the 80s. Okay. When he was in high school. And the mom is involved in all this stuff. And then she passes away. So I thought, I should go to the funeral. Absolutely. Right? I thought, Absolutely. seems like the kind of thing I should go to. Yeah. And it was at the beautiful St. George Orthodox Church. Okay. And I've not been inside there. I mean, maybe I went in once before the fire, maybe one time during Greek Fest. Is the Orthodox Church, I mean, is it different, the sanctuary, than yes. it is? Similar, but but it had some changes and some differences, which I'd have to do a little more research on. But it had like a wall and the altar, it was a doorway. I mean, it seemed like the altar and the tabernacle were back behind this wall. And they had different pieces of, of furniture on the altar where the to hold the books and, and where yeah, the preaching would Yeah, I imagine it would be more ornate for some reason. It's in extremely, my mind. oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's stunningly beautiful because the place burned down. They had to rebuild it. Oh, wow. And there's this blue sky, like, of the, uh, yeah, on the ceiling and the walls and all these saints with all these, and I'm assuming they were saints because I was trying to figure out what they all had in common. And there's some Greek word before all their names, oh, which nice. right. I deduce means saint so-and-so. St. George, probably, and, and the ones I figured out, you know, the the Greek symbol for Jesus is, well, first of all, you know it's Jesus. It's, it's pretty clear <laughs> from the picture. But the Greek letters are the same Greek letters, actually, that we have at the Roman Catholic Church in the okay. back of the, on the wall. Okay. Like, okay, I, I recognize those four right. letters. That's Jesus, duh. And then Mary, they had the same Greek letters at each picture of Mary, so that must mean... Mary, yeah. Usually it means, um, there's a word called theo... Somethingeth, which means a God carrier. That Mary is the God carrier, God, right? you know, the yeah. Ark of the Covenant, if you will. So that I thought that is probably what that word means. Anyway, all this stuff, and this particular funeral, the guy Jim, the husband, the widower, sent out a note saying, you know, uh, you might want to carpool. You might want to get there early. The parking is going to be tight. For those who can't come, we're going to have a live stream on the internet. Okay. So it's also a new thing, right? Live streaming a funeral. Like, well, I mean, we, we streamed. Thought, I mean, yeah, we streamed my mother's funeral, or technically we recorded my mother's funeral, and then they posted it on the um, funeral home website for ninety days I mean, for that's free. Kind of nice, you know. If yeah. you think about all the family who can't get there, or friends yeah. that couldn't travel. It's exactly, nice. exactly. Yeah. But I thought I'm going to go in person. Why not? So I go, and it's an unusual event because you're, we were standing for the first forty-five minutes. Mm which I thought seemed odd, but there's a lot of chanting. It wasn't like a Catholic funeral at all. It was more of a prayer service. It's a lot of chanting and praying, and, and oddly, the, the casket is up front and is open the whole time. Okay. And it's not the kind of standard casket that my mother would have. You know, it looks like a cherry or an oak box, you know, with the, the door that 
half Sounds door. Sounds beautiful. Yeah. yeah, this one was had Greek letters all around it and had that that shape like you'd seen an old western of a casket that was flat and then bows out and then comes in nice. and flat. Nice. You know? So, Frank, you're standing. There's a lot of people there. You've got this beautiful ornate church that you're in. How are you taking a picture of yourself? I didn't take a picture of myself. <laughs> in front of all of these people. I didn't take a picture of myself. Okay, what? keep going. What ha- all right, explain, so explain I, this. So I go to the funeral. I even get to visit with quickly with Jim and Nina, and I tell Nina, keep doing improv. Right. God bless you. And um, after the uh, funeral, I get home, and I'm looking at Facebook, and here's a bunch of Tracy's friends, some of the ballet moms that I okay. also am Facebook friends with, mm-hmm. saying, oh, I'm so glad that... They streamed the funeral so because I couldn't be there. Here's the link. So you so attended like, oh. the funeral twice? I clicked on the link. <laughs> and that's when I realized that the camera was not in the back of the church where I thought it was. The camera was in the front of the church near the casket looking back at the congregation. Oh, wow. In order to see the, right. the priests and others who would also be facing that way. And it was an odd-looking camera. It didn't look like a camera. It was like one of like ours. You know, it looks like a, right. just this stick. On a, on a, I had no idea. There, just, there was this blinking thing they placed on one of the altar uh, furniture. Yeah. It didn't occur to me that it was a camera. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm starting to look at the online stream. I'm like, wait a minute. This is the before it starts. There's, there's like, I got 20 minutes of the chanting and the praying and the, all the thing before the thing's even starting as people are arriving. And a few people are oh, Frank. go up to the front to... Pay their last respects to the open casket. So are you telling me you scrolled through the live stream of the funeral that you attended in person? Just the beginning part before the actual funeral started. Looking for yourself? Well, I wanted to see if I made it on there. <laughs> I wanted to see if I made it on there or not. And I, then I saw myself. <laughs> well, they didn't edit any. No. I mean. <laughs> I mean, but if, if I had gotten, if they had, I thought maybe they hadn't started the feed okay, until after I'd walked up to the front. Sure. But apparently I got there early enough that, and they started the feed early enough. That in 10 minutes before the funeral starts, here's good old Frank walking up and doing, you know. I was up there for just a few seconds. But how many photos did you steal from... from I did a screen grab so I could show my wife. And, how many? And <laughs> how many screen grabs? I don't know. Was it one screen grab, Frank? <laughs> you don't take just one. What if, what if the one... <laughs> what if, if the one isn't the one? What if you look the wrong way? Well, you're looking at it, so you actually if, get to choose what, if you're what looking screen the, grab you the take. wrong direction. I mean, you're choosing. So I mean, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. Seven that I kept. <laughs> I don't know if there's any deleted photos. Well, check. why would you delete a photo of yourself, though? I mean, well, I mean, if I'm looking the wrong way. <laughs> See, that's a picture of a bone from Dr. Bass's event. No, I guess nice. I have. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's, that's good. Yeah, how about that's me? That's good. Um, that, does that go? I shouldn't your... have shown you. I guess. No, it's great. It, does that? You know, this experience of you taking these photos. From I didn't this... take the photo. I did a screen grab <laughs> but, of an existing feed that is still on the internet. You could still look for yeah, it if no, you wanted. You can get your own screen grab of Frank at the funeral. But do you think that this is like part of your franking it to eleven? Do you think that... Yeah, I guess it is. It's, it's kind of in that yeah, world. I do take it one step beyond. One step it's beyond. A, a yeah. normal person would go to the funeral and not look at this uh, online stream. Or maybe you'd look and say, oh, let me show my wife what the stream was like. That's probably to 10. And then I take it to 11 by actually doing 
screen grabs and saying, look, Jerry, here I am. I'm at the funeral. Look at me. Yeah. Why did I show you? Just show my wife. Well, I, I you know, I, I have a similar thing freighting it to 11, but I think we need to uh, probably mention, do our commercial first. Yeah, um, for our good friends at bonezones.com. Don't forget the S. So uh, if you're not afraid of dead things. <laughs> like Frank. Well, that's the picture I showed you was a, um, a uh, clavicle. Oh, okay. It was a clavicle in a box. Nice. I think I told you this, that uh, Dr. Bass put some bones in boxes and we reached in with, and felt them and tried to identify them. That is creepy. But yeah. if you don't like, if you don't mind dead things, then reaching into boxes to figure out. Well, he had food service gloves. You didn't have to nice. touch it with your bare hands. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I touched them with my bare hands later, <laughs> so that I could rain them on the table for everyone to see. But uh, BoneZones.com has all of the great appearances by Dr. Bass. In fact, oh, we had a good event. Do I still have that? I don't know what I did with the Rose Glen Literary Festival mug. Oh, but Dr. Bass right. spoke at that, and we got these nice mugs from. Uh, so this was lovely when we went and a great turnout at the Rose Glen Literary Festival. One of the many things. This was a free one, and you would have learned about this by going to bonezones.com. Don't forget the S to see Dr. Bass. Um, I'll tell you that while we were there, uh, Susan from Bone Zones gave me um, three more dates to save on my calendar. That's fantastic. For the, later in this year, uh, maybe a birthday party for Dr. Bass when he turns ninety-four. Nice. In August, kind nice. of a public party for that. And a few others where we can do events that you'll learn about. You can also just buy the books, buy the merchandise. You know, we really, at the Literary Festival, went through many of the books. And it was fun because Dr. Bass says, I don't know what I'm going to say. I said, don't worry about it, Dr. Bass. I'll say, hey, in this book, there's a death by fire. Could you explain the pugilist pose that a, a burned body would be in? He's like, oh, yeah, of course he can. He can do that right, off the top of his head. Right. You know, He's like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I'm like, don't worry about that. I'll give you leading questions. And then you know what to talk about. That's and it great. Was, it was very fun. That's really fun. It uh, went very well. So I picked out some creepy forensic fact from each of the books, mm. and off we went, you know, off to the races. That's great. With that uh, that description. And so there's lots of events coming up, and yeah. you can find all, all about them at bonezones.com. Don't forget the S. Yeah, and I want to say thanks and hi to all of um, the fans who uh, came up to say hi, like Rita. My name Rita came both to the cave and to Rose Glen. Nice. Nice. Um, I think we mentioned last time um, Hannah and her mom who came to the cave and promised they would start watching. Yeah. Did she uh, send all of her friends the, the link yet? I don't think so. Oh. Hannah. Or Hannah? You? Hannah? <laughs> Hannah? Talking to you, Hannah. So we do want you to uh, uh, check out Bone Zones and, you know, support that great fun stuff that we do with the books, with the T-shirts, with the merch, um, and Dr. Bass. Well, it's nice to take a break in the middle. <laughs> I'm just going to call us out right now. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Took a little pause. Yeah, if you notice the, uh, yeah, notice the for continuity uh, purposes, uh, you might see an extra bite out of my fig toast. Yeah, had a little snack in, in the middle of the episode. <laughs> mm. Well, Frank, I know I mentioned and teasing you a little bit about franking it to 11. Yes. But, you know, I also have sometimes I frady it to 11. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize I was doing this until you mentioned that you do this. I do. I do. My version is a little different. I do it with people who I don't know at all. Oh. Um, so they have no reference point whatsoever. They just think you're crazy. They just think I'm crazy. Or intense. Maybe they just intense. think you're intense. But the thing is, I think I know them. So, How so? Uh, these are all people who I've heard a lot about. So either okay. like singers that I've, you know... Maybe just met once in an audition, yeah, and I yeah. know their website and I know their work, or 
for instance, one of my friends, I've actually never really, I mean, I've met her husband. I know mm-hmm. he exists, but I haven't ever hung out with him. And yeah. I've only met him in passing, and he's an introvert and very shy. Is he in the arts world? Mm, no. No, okay. So no. Just, just some uh, he, husband of a friend. A husband of a friend. And uh, lives here in Knoxville. And she, so I know, I know a lot about him. You know, oh, because the wife has told stories. Yeah, because we we talk and we're good friends, and so you know a lot about him. <laughs> well, because I worry about women talking about how much they reveal. Oh well, it's not nothing bad, you know. Okay. Nothing, nothing bad, but I feel like I know him, uh-huh. even though I've never met him. I mean, I have met him, but you know. <laughs> so when I see him at events, like ever occasionally, he'll come with her to a sure. performance or something, and I just like right, roll right in talking to him as if I know him because very you're well. Caught, you're up to speed. Because I'm all... up to speed. Yeah, oh. and, and he's, he's like, an introvert. Yeah, oh. on top of that, and so it's like. Oh dear, he probably thinks I'm so crazy. Like he's never going to ever want to actually. Well, he, uh, people know, the word people out. used to describe me, especially introverts used to describe me and I imagine fits you perfectly is you're exhausting. <laughs> Thank you. That's what people say about me is that I'm exhausting. Yeah. And it's part of that is as an extrovert, you're you're an energy vampire, right? You, you mm-hmm. draw energy from that interaction and you're excited to talk to this guy because right. here you are, you know, Count Countess Dracula over here. Well, especially like at an event. Fresh meat, you know. <laughs> yes. Well, especially at an event where there's lots of people and the, the energy gets even higher and yeah. more exhilarated, you know. Yeah, so I, I do this to people. And I also try to make sure that everyone's always talking to somebody. So if I have to step away because I'm at the event or something, it's like, oh, okay, well, you might know this person. And so you have to yeah. talk to this person. And, oh, did you know that this person does what you do too? And because I, I don't actually know them either, but I know Freddy, what they do. We're, we're <laughs> twins because my wife also calls me the great connector. Not only am I exhausting, but I'm the great connector, as are you. Yeah. You always want to introduce people. Yeah. I mean, that's why this message I get the other, the other from somebody saying, hey, do you know any women who can do improv at a gig two hours from here? It pays. I'm like, why am I involved in this conversation? But why are you the agent? But that happens to me, too. Like, okay. you, can you get me singers for this? Because you're the connector. The connector. Because they, they understand when we've met you in person, when we've met me in person, I'm always saying, well, you know, you could talk to about that. It's so-and-so. <laughs> so probably, you're saying we do this to ourselves? I guess so. Okay. But I like it. I mean, I like, I like the upside of it. You know, yeah. and the downside of it isn't that bad. That's that. So if we can put up with the downside of it, I guess that's okay. Yeah. I think I might have done a little bit of franking to eleven last week at the um, Einstein Simplified show on Uh-oh. on two twenty two twenty two. I love that date. Why? It's two twenty two twenty two. Well, all right, it was a week ago. So it's fun. Today's March already. <laughs> Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. So mm-hmm. uh, that's why I'm wearing purple. So I remember it's Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> You're really good with the colors, coordinating with the days. I have my, all of my clothes upstairs. I don't have to you know, mean, think that far in advance. No, but I mean, like, you you know when it's the day to wear red, and you know it's the day to wear purple, and you're, you know. Yeah, all right. Well, I guess, it to 11 sure. with your wardrobe. I've, I've done occasionally. <laughs> occasionally, I do that at church. Like, there's two Sundays a year where the official church vestments are rose. Okay. It's like the... Right. Thir- was it the third Sunday of Advent and the fourth Sunday of Lent? Four, maybe fourth. I remember because I was wearing pink that day because we were at the nativity pageant. Yeah, and you asked if I was wearing it for that. Yeah, for that day. Yeah, and yeah, that's well. Yeah, so anyway, I, I sometimes wore that to church just to see if the 
I sometimes just get lucky. You see if anybody notices. Oh, he's wearing purple. the same color as the altar garments, so that's nice. Yeah, well, yeah, you're <laughs> yeah, fine today. You know, I get lucky, so I wore pink on. So uh, there's these two women sitting in the front row, and one of, and I don't know them, but they're very involved in the show, very excited about everything that we're doing, and one of them vaguely resembles. Like enough that she could be the sister mm. of uh, one of the sales people, one of the account executives of Channel Six. Okay. And I'm thinking, either either my friend at Channel Six is really good with the Photoshop filters, and this is what she looks like in real life. Am I? And she does, you know. Right. Or this is just like a cousin or a sister. Or I don't know. But for whatever reason, as soon as the show is over, I immediately glom onto these two, and because they're they're pretty, I can't help myself. I'm sure the other people in the group are like, there he goes, talking to the pretty woman in the front row. But turns out that the blonde, who I thought resembled a Channel 6 worker, uh, was visiting from Ohio. Oh. The other woman with her, who tells me she's a hugger because she's Brazilian. Okay. You're, so you're, that's fine. Yeah. She is from Asheville, North Carolina. Nice. I said, how do you know each other? We met here tonight, just minutes ago. Oh, wow. And so they, they just both happened to be there? Yeah, and they, they both had an interest uh, in improv somehow, some way. Like the lady in um, from North, Asheville, North Carolina is like, your troops should move to Asheville and do the shows there. I'm like, well, there are troops over there. There's reasonably priced babies and Tom Chalmers. You can find them. No, they don't exist. I'm like, they exist. You have to look a little harder, but they're <laughs> there. And then the lady from Ohio was telling me that uh, her husband is in an all-African-American improv troupe in somewhere, where I forget what town in Ohio. Oh, wow. And, of course, I start going, oh, well, then you should have him come to the improv festival, and maybe we can get Red Pill players from Atlanta, because they're also an all-African-American troupe. And blah, 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 blah. We did a show with them. All these Sometimes ideas. those guys came up here, and then we did a show with Red Pill players up here, right here in this very room one time. Blah, 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 you know. Yeah, that's me. That's the connector. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh, and then you get all these ideas, and you're like, oh, well, and then we could do this, and then we could do that, and then we could do this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and But these ladies didn't seem to get worn out by it, because they good. were actively involved in the show. They were excited about the show. And the one thing they just kept saying, as if this was a surprise, here was the big lesson of the thing. Yeah, you guys are legit funny. Well, that's good. And they meant it like, like I mean, but they were trying honestly, to convince themselves, like, yeah. This this was not what we were expecting. They you know, didn't expect you. Yeah, they were saying in a town yeah. like Knoxville, why would you have improv? Like, why wouldn't you have improv? Knoxville has everything. Yeah, I mean, Paul's been in the group since 1994. I'm coming up on my 20 year anniversary in the group. That's amazing. I mean, you know, yeah, we've been doing it for a while. So yes, so we're you would hope that you would be funny. After legit 20 funny. Years. Yeah, legit funny legit is what funny. we were. Well, and, that's good. Can you can you add that to your resume? Legit funny. Like, you know, because singers are sometimes call themselves legit singers. So can you be like? Legit funny. I think so. Yeah, I, like I hope it. so. I mean, I had some good, I had some good stuff in the show, and actually, I, I immediately as soon as I walked in, I, I was up in a weird headspace because it was pouring rain. Oh yeah, on last Tuesday, I remember. and I had my umbrella, and I had to wanted to use the bathroom before I told anybody I was there. As soon as I got there, I wanted to use the restroom so that way I didn't have to say excuse me later. Right, right. Go, be ready for the show. Boom. Right. So I go in. I've got this soaking wet umbrella. I go into the bathroom, and I see the sink. I thought. I should just put the umbrella in the sink. Okay. And I don't, and I've actually probably done this half a dozen times, but I don't know why I, every time I forget that I put the umbrella in the sink and the water starts running because it's a motion detector sink. <gasps> That's <laughs> so funny. So now my umbrella is just getting wetter. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, at least it didn't hurt the umbrella. At least it's an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> but I felt like an idiot. Uh, but the show was good. The show was strong. I was out there doing a little, um, 
maybe a tad R-rated because they wanted us to do a Quentin Tarantino version of Cinderella. Nice. That would be R-rated. Yeah. And then another one I had to do, we had to do a combination of Aliens and the Sound of Music. Aliens and the Sound of Music? So I'm out there, I I start, I can't sing, but you know, I'm out there going, the hills are alive. And Paul runs up behind me and goes, Like he's, burst, like he's an alien bursting out of my chest. That sounds pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have to go do an episode over it. Yeah. Einstein Simplified one night. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love that. Well, great. All right. Um, what other, anything else we got to cover before? Um, I'll mention um, one more thing that when we, Einstein Simplified was in a movie. We did a movie, which I, I wish you wouldn't watch, but I know you also want, I want you to watch because it's terrible, but it's not. I mean, I'm in the movie, but I'm a bar- I don't know. Are you going to get some screen grabs of yourself when you watch it? I Maybe, like, yeah. Sure, sure. Okay, honey. Because it's on. Well, I got a I got a text from uh, Dave Snow, who used to be in the group. He said, "Do you realize that our movie Fishbait is now on Tubi?" Okay, is that YouTube or? Well, no, Tubi, Tubi is like is a, another different? streaming service, Tubi, okay. and it's I think free, ad supported. Okay, and you can get it on your Roku. So I'm like, I think I have Tubi, so I go to my Roku, and sure enough, and I did actually take a picture of myself on the. Um, I don't know how I knew that because I was sending it to I was sending it to Dave Snow to show. Look, I found us on the thing, and here's my. I watched the trailer. My my big death scene is in the trailer. Yeah, you know where I get. Uh, I did my own stunt too. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, but anyway, you can watch Fishbait the movie on uh, Tubi. It used to be on Amazon Prime for the longest time. If it makes you feel better, Brandon Gibson took a photo oh, screen that's a, grab that's a heck of, of a my, screen grab of myself. Yeah, of me on on television. Oh, yeah. So. You're checking your teeth for uh, poppy seeds? What are you doing there? I don't there? know. Now, well, that one you can actually even yeah. do, like, for real. You could pull up the yeah. internet feed on your phone and do screen grabs that way. I'm learning so much. Uh, what was I going to show you a screen grab of just a second ago? Oh, you should see Catherine's screen grab on the PBS, uh, official national PBS website. Not, you know, not East Tennessee PBS website, but PBS. PBS. You go to the, the Up Close show. And um, let's see, where, where is she? Where's Freddy? I, I don't think I even realized that it was, like, not the not the local. Here, I'll have to put this, this one on. This is national there. PBS? Well, yeah, I mean, no one knows about the show outside of, uh, outside of uh, Tennessee. That's a pretty good one. But they've picked this odd screen grab of you, you know, drifting you know, off the chair. You, the, best, the best photo you can get of somebody from below when they're <laughs> leaning back. <laughs> Well, you'll have to watch it. I'll have to show it to you. I do. Because I mean, I I was hypnotized by your shoe. Oh goodness! As I'm watching the interview. Oh goodness! And I'll, I put the link in last week. But I'll put it in again so yeah. that you can watch uh, this uh, fateful interview with Catherine Frady on on PBS <laughs> from anywhere in the country. I mean, that's I'm, pretty I'm great. Telling you, you can yeah. watch it. That's pretty great. I don't even think you have to sign up for. You might have to sign up for PBS Passport, but I don't think. But so. that's free, right? Yeah. No, no, it's like five bucks a month. It lets oh, you okay. binge watch. Shows, um, you know, I, that like Masterpiece Theater and blah blah blah. You know, all these all these shows that they have on there. You can just it's like it's like Netflix for PBS. Right, that's yeah. right. You know it's what good. else is like Netflix, but for PBS? What? AudibleTrial.com. Oh, it's slash Frank and Friends show. It's like the audio version of Netflix. It's where the you audio can version. Listen to all the things. That's right, including our show, which is on there, including audio books, including custom audio entertainment made just for Audible. You want to check that out at audibletrial.com/slash Frank and Friends Show. show. Uh, yeah, I should put it on the screen in front. Well, it's backwards. How can I, how can I read backwards? 
Um, but during that first 30 days, you, you get... download a book. Yeah, forever. Keep it forever. Even if you don't sign up for the, full tri- for the full length of it, you still get at least one free one. So do check that out. But I think Audible is fairly confident that you'll stick around for a while and enjoy all of the stuff. Because if you like podcasts, obviously, duh, uh, you're going to like more podcasts. On audibletrial.com backslash Show. All right. And uh, while you're buying stuff, do support our show with our merchandise. And, of course, the best way to support us right now is to um, take other people's phones and open up YouTube and subscribe to our show on their phones because they're not doing it. (laughs) So help us out and steal your friends' phones. So sign them up for Frank and Friends Show. Please. You can get all of the merchandise at frankandfriendsshow.com backslash store. Thank you for maintaining the website, by the way. Absolutely. I I want to make sure I I say that frequently because I do appreciate it. (laughs) If I say so myself. (laughs) Well, happy Mardi Gras, Cher. (laughs) Happy Mardi Gras. Laissez bon temps roulé. Yeah. You know what that means? Mm, Laissez bon temps roulé. Laissez let bon temps, good times, roulé, roll. Oh, let the good times roll. Yeah, you're a New Orleans person. You know this I know, but I've never even been to Mardi Gras. Oh. So I I have to go so I can go do that. I've never technically been to Mardi Gras either, so... Maybe it's a thing. Maybe some future year when, when we make enough money selling our merch and, and YouTubing it, we can go on a field trip. Yeah, do a show there. All right. Okay. She's got lots good. of ideas. <laughs> more ideas, yeah. more connecting. If you, I didn't write any of them down. So if you, whatever, <laughs> all the ones you suggested during this episode, you're going to have to make a note. Okay. I'll go all back right. and listen and take okay. notes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for telling everybody. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frey. And this is the Frank and Friends Show. We'll talk to you again next time.